This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for Pentecost Sunday A reading from the Acts of the Apostles When the time for Pentecost was fulfilled, they were all in one place together, And suddenly there came from the sky a noise like a strong driving wind, and it filled the entire house in which they were. Then there appeared to them tongues as of fire, which parted and came to rest on each one of them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak in different tongues as the Spirit enabled them to proclaim. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven staying in Jerusalem. At this sound they gathered in a large crowd, but they were confused, because each one heard them speaking in his own language. They were astounded, and in amazement they asked, Are not all these people who are speaking Galileans? Then how does each of us hear them in his native language? We are Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, inhabitants of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the districts of Libya near Cyrene, as well as travelers from Rome. Both Jew and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, yet we hear them speaking in our own tongues of the mighty acts of God. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm. Lord, send out your Spirit and renew the face of the earth. Lord, send out your Spirit and renew the face of the earth. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, you are great indeed. How manifold are your works, O Lord! The earth is full of your creatures. Lord, send out your Spirit and renew the face of the earth. If you take away their breath, they perish and return to their dust. When you send forth your Spirit, they are created and you renew the face of the earth. Lord, send out your Spirit and renew the face of the earth. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord be glad in his works. Pleasing to him be my theme. I will be glad in the Lord. Lord, send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit. There are different forms of service, but the same Lord. There are different workings, but the same God who produces all of them in everyone. To each individual, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for some benefit. As a body is one, though it has many parts, and all the parts of the body, though many, are also one body, so also Christ. For in one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free persons, and we were all given to drink of one Spirit." The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The sequence. Come, Holy Spirit, come. 
and from your celestial home shed a ray of light divine. Come, Father of the poor, come, source of all our store. Come, within our bosoms shine, you of comforters be best, you of souls most welcome guest, sweet refreshment here below. In our labor most sweet, grateful coolness in the heat, solace in the midst of woe. O most blessed light divine, shine within these hearts of yours, and our inmost being fill. Amen. Alleluia. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were, for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Carla, happy birthday. It's not my birthday. <laughs> a, it is not your birthday, but it is the church's birthday. You're right, right? You're right. We have Pentecost Sunday, the birthday of the church, and how exciting these readings are going to be on that. And we're going to dig into those in just a minute. Uh, but before that, I do want to bring up and make some comments about a very important holiday this weekend or this coming Monday, which is Memorial Day. Right. Uh, Memorial Day is obviously a U.S. federal holiday which is celebrated on the final Monday of May. Uh, it is remembering a day, uh, a day of remembrance for the men and women who died while serving in the United States Armed Forces. And so how important that is, all these men and women who have died for our freedoms and our country to you know, really just remember them and recognize them. Uh, it actually originated this uh, Remembrance Day after the American Civil War. And as a little note, uh, actually in the Civil War, the Battle of Antietam back on September 17th of 1862 was the deadliest one-day battle in American military history with an estimated 22,700 casualties in one day. Oh, wow. And so how in, how important it is to kind of back then to heal the country yeah. and how important it is today to or the, on Memorial Day to remember those who died in service for our country. And we will have, my Trail Life Troop will be out at Mount Calvary Catholic Cemetery up here in Skyline from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Saturday uh, to be able to help families uh, remember their loved ones, how important that day is. Lovely. Let's go ahead and move into our readings. Again, we have Pentecost Sunday this weekend, and we really see a theme of how God equips the called. He does not call the equipped. Yes, and we have a great example right here. He does that with the apostles, right? And in this opening scene, we hear that the apostles were all gathered together in one place and that the room that they were in was suddenly filled with noise that sounded like a strong driving wind and that they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and that they began to speak in different languages, each as the Spirit enabled them to proclaim. You know, Kevin, language, even one's own native language can be confusing when we factor in what a person said, what a person meant to say, 
and what the other person heard, you know, that all plays a part in creating confusion. Conversations that can be the most productive happen, even between those who don't agree, when all parties can find common ground, be honest, and remain open-minded. The scenario in this reading finds a vast assembly of people from every nation under heaven gathered in one place. And if there ever was going to be a conversation that would provoke dissension, that would probably be it. But that didn't happen. Instead, they were amazed and astounded as the apostles spoke to them about the mighty acts of God. And that same Holy Spirit, who is the Almighty God, remains with us today, and He can inspire our hearts and our minds to share with others what God has done for us, and we can invite them to join the conversation about the plans that God has for their lives. Yeah, and and to hit on that, you know, every nation under heaven staying in Jerusalem, this was a manifestation to the whole world, and, and everyone heard that wind. And the beauty of this, and like you're saying with this communication is this was a beautiful babble in reverse. Yes, <laughs> right? yes. Everyone, whatever language they were speaking, they all heard the same thing and they all understood. Right. Yeah, how beautiful that was. And and that reminds me with the, the birthday of the church here, how the church is public and communal. And I would say the church is especially visible in the sacraments. And now there are some sacraments we obviously can only receive once. But how important it is to keep the church visible through the sacraments we can receive multiple times, whether that's the sacrament of confession or or reconciliation, the sacrament of the Eucharist. Um, How important these, you also have the anointing of the sick in in extreme circumstances, but, you know, how important it is to bring the church alive, being public and communal through these sacraments. Let's please never underestimate the importance and the power the power of right, those sacraments exactly. and how healing they can be to everyone here that calls upon those. Yep. And talking about the spirit being alive and active, we certainly have an interesting reading here in St. Paul to the Corinthians. And I want to provide just a little background here because there were unusual phenomena that were to be found in the church of Corinth. Uh, speaking in ecstasy or in strange tongues and things like that. And this sort of thing might be the result of genuine charisms, but it also could have arisen from pseudo-religious emotional stages and states that were kind of happening among the pagans then. So what St. Paul does here is he establishes a criteria for distinguishing whether or not the Spirit of God is at work in those phenomena. Ah, very good, yes. And he goes on, he explains that the body has many parts. So he uses that as the metaphor, the human body, and that all parts belong to only one body. You know, I remember this wonderful young priest that I used to um, belong to this parish at a long time ago, and um, he would tell us that just as with any body, there is often a stinky armpit, and that from time to time, we all take turns in playing the part of that stinky armpit. So we should remember that when we have an encounter with that certain someone that we find eh, maybe a little bit difficult to tolerate, that even the stinky armpit is a vital member of the mystical body of Christ. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's quite a, a good uh, analogy, isn't it? <laughs> Hopefully I'm not stinky right now. But anyway, <laughs> that is that is beautiful. Again, that spirit is alive and at work in the church here on that. And we see that again in the gospel here in this gospel according to John. We have the evening of the Easter Sunday, and he, Christ appears and stood in their midst and said, peace be with you, or that shalom. Remember, mm-hmm. shalom is not necessarily 
peaceful circumstances. Shalom is peace in all circumstances. And he said he showed him his hands and his side. This is not just a body that was being shown, but Christ's same body in resurrected form. Remember, that's very different than, say, being resuscitated, right? Lazarus was resuscitated and died again. And other, didn't Jesus brought other people back to life? That's right, Right. exactly, exactly. But he is in resurrected form, a form, a body that will never die again. And that, again, is the risen Lord that we worship uh, in our church. And as he presented himself, he said, you know, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he said this, he breathed on them. This is actually only the second time in Scripture that God breathes in the Bible, or that ruah that that God expresses. The first time was Adam, and he brought life into Adam, right? This This is very important. He breathed on the apostles. He brought new life into the apostles and gave them that Holy Spirit. And then that, of course, founded the church. And that is, of course, what we receive uh, through the priest and uh, through the church, that actual breath, that that uh, new life that we uh, experience. And, and part of keeping that new life alive in us and that spirit alive in us is where we see the institution of confession or the sacrament of reconciliation here. It says, receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, whose sins you retain are retained. The only way a priest knows if he can forgive or retain your sins is if you orally tell him, right? This is, we're not doing this over email. We're not doing Zoom calls. Right. <laughs> you know, the sacrament is a hands-on sort of experience. Yeah. So, so that is why we have to tell the priest uh, our sins. And again, it's Christ who forgives those sins. Well, I want to leave with this, I'll say this, a way to prepare for confession. Let me leave you with maybe a little visual here. If you're driving down the road, the only way that you can see the bugs on your windshield is when you're driving towards the light. So the next time you do your examination of conscience, direct yourself towards that true light of Jesus Christ. Find those little bugs on your windshield. Those are the things you need to confess and go to that fountain of mercy and Christ will forgive you your sins. And so that is what we want to say and what we want to share on this Pentecost Sunday. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.